What's up, Mzanzi? Welcome to episode 333 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Octavius Bandil. Now, understanding the basics around agricultural economics helps producers and consumers understand the world around them. It enables people to understand people, businesses, markets, and governments, and therefore better respond to the threats and opportunities that emerge when things change. In this episode, agricultural economist Chika Chabvu shares some must-know information that will benefit both producers and consumer in the agricultural industry. Chika, welcome to Farmers Inside Tech. I am exceptionally excited to have you with us. Today we are tackling a very important conversation around economics and just understanding the market. So can you give us a brief understanding of the economics behind the agricultural market? Oftentimes when you think of an economic market, it has to operate by simple supply and demand. If the price is up, demand is down. If supply is high, prices are down. What often happens with agriculture is that because it's, I'll generalize the industry a bit and say that with commodities, people need to eat. People have to eat whether the price is high or low. Do you buy reduce how much you purchase, but people still need to eat? And then an example right now, the egg price is going up. People still need to buy eggs. Businesses need to buy eggs. Bakers need eggs. But you have to bear that cost. So when it comes to the economics behind agriculture, it operates a bit more in a unique way compared to I guess, other markets. And I think what makes it quite unique is when it comes to the how supply and demand or rather supply influences the prices and we're still looking at international market. So I think the best way to explain the economics behind a market would be to know who everyone is when it comes to the buyer, the supplier, being the farmer and seeing how they interact together. Speaking of understanding who is whom, Perhaps can you share with us a little bit about who are price takers and who are price makers within this industry? So your price taker is your farmer. Farmers, contrary to what some people might understand, farmers take prices. The market as a price, use the fresh fruits market as an example. You go there with your tomatoes, you've done the work, you've done your part. The market will tell you we're going to pay X amount for a kg of tomatoes as the farmer. You have to take it and all farmers have to take it. Farmers have to pay retail price when it comes to seed, fertilizer, pesticides, machines that they use. And oftentimes when it comes to the market, they just are hoping that at the best case scenario, the market price is favorable and that they're able to cover their costs and make some profit. When it comes to price makers, that has a lot of role players influence price makers. There's your, you know, general economic principles, supply and demand. So when there's scarcity, prices go up. When there's abundance, so you find that right now we're getting into mango season. With a lot of mangoes, the prices will be a lot lower because there is a supply for it. But there's also a large influence of global markets. You find that with COVID, with war, a lot of the time prices do go up because supply is affected at a global level. So this goes across the board, your grains, your oils, like cooking oil, and your fresh produce as well as affected by these different economic factors. So when it comes to who's the price taker, our farmers are price takers. And price makers, it's a lot of contributing factors that even like the seasons, the weather fluctuations, 
good rain season is a signifier for good crop, meaning you're going to get good supply. But if there's also an abundance of grain, might mean that your prices are a little bit lower. And then when there's scarcity, the, the prices do go high. I think other factors that affect prices are not even in the industry. So something like your fuel prices, because the transportation is such a large factor of agricultural production all the way from primary agriculture, I'm talking buying fertilizers all the way to logistics and delivery. Transportation is a factor. So you'll find that if fuel prices go up, prices are going to go up because bills need to get paid. The fuel needs to get paid regardless. And then also if there's any unrest that affects supply and demand, that also affects prices. So price makers is not necessarily an individual person. It's an amalgamation of so many different things happening. Thank you so much. That gives me so much clarity on understanding the difference between being a price taker and a price maker. I am also curious to know, how does this play a role when it comes to inflation? You know, you were speaking about global markets and the impact of that. But what exactly is inflation and how can we understand that? So a common way that inflation is measured is that the common measuring inflation is the consumer price index. And this is basically the price change over a period of time of a basket of goods. So these goods are basically what consumers spending patterns. So you'll find things like your obviously your bread, your household staples are put in this basket. And what happens is the price fluctuations or the price changes of these specific collection of goods is then what is used to measure inflation. So if you find that the change of price is quite high of this basket goods of commodities, you find that the inflation goes up. I'll give an example, the hyperinflation that's experienced in the world, you find that prices of goods will change so rapidly and quite significantly that then shows us that inflation is actually quite high. So there's a basket of goods, which a lot of the time agricultural goods, because like commodities, things that we consume, things that we use on an everyday basis, and then measuring how they react. Now, what affects the prices of these goods, as I mentioned earlier, is anything from, I guess, go to COVID because it's such a low hanging fruit, but also just whatever has disrupted the industry, whether it's coal, rain, so drought, droughts can affect the prices of goods. And then in turn, that translates to the value we get for inflation. So whenever you hear people go, oh, gosh, inflation is quite high, it's because those prices are changing quite drastically and it's, they're influenced by a lot of economic factors and external factors. Yes, no, definitely. And I agree with you because when it comes to the understanding as a consumer, how exactly do we understand what's happening? It really helps us navigate the agri world and what we are seeing happening. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, when the egg prices increased, it was a massive year and we really needed to understand what was happening in order to know the effects of it on price makers, including price takers. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be a very interesting thing. But from a brief perspective of just the consumer, we've been talking about from the perspective of agri and just the farmer understand what exactly is happening here. But for a consumer listening to you, how would you be able to help them understand what it means to learn and understand the markets. Why is that so important? It's it's really important to understand markets because you become better prepared as an individual. I guess there's a bit of an advantage I have being in the industry and having to be aware of the different things that happen. But I remember when we heard of the Russia-Ukraine war, I immediately 
went, okay, what does Russia produce? What does Ukraine produce? What that means is there's going to be a bit of disruption in terms of supply of grains. Knowing that then informs you that, okay, so bread prices might go up. What else is in the grain industry? What else would be affected? But the average consumer isn't really privy to this information. It's either not available to them or there's just so much else that, you know, you focus on as an individual that you might miss this information. But I think where people can, it's important to understand that before food got to the supermarkets, there's so many hands in a pot. There's your logistics, there's the value addition, there's the farmer themselves. And then even before the farmer, there's input producers. Knowing that there are all these different people who play a role in the delivery of produce in the shop is important for you to know so that should you hear that, oh, there's a truck strike or the ports have been affected, you're prepared to say, okay, this might affect the price of certain food. And how do I then manage my spending? How do I preempt some of these issues? I think you remember there was quite a bit of panic buying that was happening at the beginning of the pandemic. That's because people were like, okay, if people can't work, there's going to be no access of foods. So I need to buy food. But another element to this is if people can't work, that means logistics aren't operating as smoothly as they should. People can't really be in the farms because we didn't know what's happening. So I need to make sure I'm stocked up. So having information about the market helps you prepare. And I'm not encouraging panic buying or being in a friend, but it's always good to be informed and to prepare your life accordingly. I mean, in my case, I loved it to bake. So when I first heard about the bird flu, I was like, oh, okay, so eggs might be a problem. I need to ensure that I have enough to still enjoy my hobby. And this is before the prices went up. And now the prices are up, I'm like, okay, so I might have to manage how often I bake and be a bit more diligent in this area because there's still a supply issue. So prices are going to be up to offset some of the risks and expenses that are being faced by people in the value chain. One last thing, do you have any final advice for our listeners before we end this? Everyone should just like, you know, take the time to know what's happening in the economy because something that feels spot detached from you could actually affect the ability of enjoying your favorite food. So just wherever you can, switch on the radio, listen to what's happening, open, you know, an online newspaper, just be informed because it's always good to be informed so that you're prepared rather than you don't have to be reactionary. You want to be more prepared and can handle whatever comes to you. Thanks so much, Chico. For more on the topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And this week, we celebrate hashtag soil sister Lindiwe Somo. At the age of two years old, Lindiwe lost both her parents and her maternal grandmother became her legal guardian. Having to uproot her life in Mpumalanga at such a young age, she moved to the Limpopo province and a whole new adventure began. Could actually make a living off farming, but it was not really something that I saw myself doing because I liked the cleats and the drama kind of lot, but I didn't see myself getting my hands dirty with the mud and the soil and everything else. But when I remembered my grandmother, I remembered how easy she made it seem. I could actually make a living off farming, but it was not really something that I saw myself doing because I liked the cleats and the drama kind of lot, but I didn't see myself getting my hands dirty with the mud and the soil and everything else. But when I remembered my grandma, I remembered how easy she made it seem. I'm like, this is something I could actually do. And who does it not need fresh produce every day? Whatever you cook now consists of something that is from the market and fresh or processed, but either way they have to be farmed and there should be someone who does that. So I decided, yeah, let me venture into this and try it. At first we did it with my sisters, my just for backyard farming. 
And we realized that we are growing enough spinach. I'm like, ah, okay. We could actually sell this to the street vendors that are cooking. And it started from there. And the birth of the three sisters, poultry and vegetables. Lindiwe Somo is one of the phenomenal women selected to participate in the 2023 Hashtag Catch a full interview on www.foodformzanzi.co.za and on Foodformzanzi's YouTube channel. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavis Pandil, our technical producer, Megan Funded Friend, and the rest of the hashtag Foodformzanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.